It was not so many months ago when we had the the, uh, parable of the prodigal son, or as I would prefer, the, the lost sons or the prodigal father. I shared that nothing brings greater grief to families than inheritance laws and inheritance and all those things. Today, uh, as we have this passage, I I feel a certain kinship with the Lord uh, because I've been put in that situation where he is uh, today, oh, Father, tell them to share with me the inheritance. I have no authority over this situation whatsoever. If you think I do, I'm sorry. Take it to a judge. Take it to a... Take it to a lawyer because there's nothing ultimately I can do. I can't force people to be generous. And so Jesus, of course, is, is calls and uses as, as an opportunity to, to invite them to guard against greed. And he tells this story. And I have to admit, every time we have this particular story, I can't help but think of that wonderful musical. It's one, it's one of my favorites, Fiddler on the Roof. And if you know that uh, musical, of course, there's a beautiful song in there, If I Were a Rich Man, as Tevye sings about all these things that he would do. One of my favorite lines is, I'd have a staircase, one for going up and one just for coming down. And in the end, he thinks his, his, the best thing about being rich is he could, he could study the Torah all day. And people would come to him and tell, ask him questions because, as he says, when you're rich, they think you know. He doesn't want riches just for necessarily riches' sake, but for the luxury they provide him to be able to escape toil and labor, maybe, to be thought of as somebody important, somebody who knows. And so Jesus tells this story about this rich man. And I admit, the more and more I study and, and pray over these, uh, the parables and pray over the, the, the scriptures in general, the more I realize with the parables how brilliant Jesus really is. Because he tells this story, and especially if, uh, if you're capable of reading it in the original Greek, there, there's some, some words here, some play at, at, at play. It's beautiful. He tells this story about this rich man, and if you pay attention to the pronouns, or the nouns, you realize something. He's the subject of every sentence. I, 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 I have done well for myself. What shall I do? I know what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And then and in the Greek, it actually says, I shall say to my soul, soul, you have many good things laid up for yourself. Eat or rest, eat, drink, be merry. It's all about him. The word for soul, by the way, is psyche. We get the word psychology from that. And uh, by extension, psycho. He's kind of psychotic here. Because in the end, who gave him the rich harvest that he's enjoying? If you read it the way Jesus tells the story, you would say it was him. I have done well for myself. And who's going to tear down the barns? If you read it, it seems like he's going to do this. And who's going to build the bigger barns? He's going to do this. And let's be honest. As a rich man, he probably didn't even pick 
one head of grain. He probably did very, very little. See, this is where Tevye gets it right. If you're rich, you don't have to do much. So he, all his focus is on what he has done with no awareness at all of thanksgiving towards his servants who have done all this work and certainly no awareness whatsoever toward God who has provided so graciously. He's not the one that made the sun shine or the rain or the land produce. He's not the one that provided the first grains. He, in the end, has erred to so much and he's not even aware of it. And I shall say to myself, rest, eat, drink, be merry. In fact, there's a whole Greek philosophy built on that hedonism of of just going through life and, and enjoying all the finest things. And sometimes a cynic would add, eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die. But here, it's, it's not that, but Jesus uses that. And God shall say to him, this night, your life will be required of you. Your life will be demanded of you. That's the translation. But this word for be merry, and there's lots of words that could have been, or I shouldn't say lots, there are a few words that could have been used for be, being cheerful or being merry or whatever. The literal root of these words, be merry, is be of good senses, be of good emotion, of good mind. And Jesus, in God's demand of this man's life, calls him a fool. And the literal is, oh, you mindless one. You senseless one. There's lots of words that could have been used, but I think Jesus is telling us if we rely on our own wealth and we think, think it's all about us, we're the truly senseless. That we don't understand at all. This man has a lack in some major areas. Yes, he has lots of physical wealth, according to the story that Jesus tells but he's missing spiritual wealth. In in fact, there's three particular gifts that he is really missing. He's missing, first of all, gratitude, an awareness that God has given him everything, and to return to God with thanksgiving in his heart, to thank God for all that he has received. There's no sense in here, in, in this parable of his generosity, either. He stores up all this wealth for himself instead of maybe, maybe he could have shared it a little bit more with the servants who had worked so hard for him to have such a great harvest. Given it to the poor, at least some of it. So there's no generosity. And in the end, there's certainly no humility. I have done well for myself. I shall tear down. I shall build up. The more and more I've read of psychology and, and psychological illness, because it goes hand in hand with spirituality so often, the more I come, come to realize one thing, the true psychological health begins with humility, gratitude, and generosity. It's the beginning. And it's it just more and more and more. 
In fact, a number of years ago, there was a particular uh, speaker on Oprah of all shows. And I forget even who that speaker was, but I, I remember hearing about the episode. And the speaker said that great things come when you can do one simple thing. To every day, name five things you're truly grateful for. And I thought, well, that's interesting, but, you know, there's more to life than, than that or, or whatever. But a few years later, there was a psychologist that confirmed that healing begins for even the worst cases of depression when we can focus on five things to be grateful for every day. Five things, just to name them. Five different things each day. What happens is we get out of ourselves. We get out of the fear of the future and fear of the past. We get out of, out of all those things and we begin to focus on what God is truly doing. And when we add generosity to the mix, we begin to see in others somebody to be helped and somebody that helps us. And we begin to see beyond ourselves beyond our own comforts, maybe into somebody else's discomfort. And of course, it takes humility, true humility, to do both of these things. And humility, so often we think humility means thinking less of ourselves. I've used this example a number of times, but it's so telling. There was a young woman in school uh, when I was teaching. She sat down after communion and played a meditation piece she was a pianist that day. It was a piece by, I think, Beethoven. Played it without any of the music in front of her, from memory. Did not miss a note. It was absolutely beautiful. And the next day in class, I thanked her publicly for sharing her talent. Oh, oh no, 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 I'm not talented at all. She goes, that was a false humility. And I called her on it. We happened to be talking about the spiritual gifts, said, for you to say you have no talent is a lie. That's not humility. To say, yes, God has given me this talent, and I thank God for that talent, and I thank God I'm able to use it, that's humility. Now, for me to say I have no musical talent, that's the truth. I've been telling people I can't even play a CD anymore. I don't have a CD player. But... To, to be humble means to stand in the truth. And how important it is to have all these three spiritual gifts and so many more. Our life begins and healing begins when we understand we need to grow in generosity and gratitude and humility. And today, if today weren't uh, Sunday, the 31st of July every year is the feast of St. Ignatius of Loyola, one of my favorite saints. I have so many, so stop, stop trying to count. But St. Ignatius of Loyola, in addition to the spiritual exercises that he gives us to go through and to meditate on the life of Christ and make a conscious decision to serve him and to love him, gives us a, a mode of prayer that's very important, one that might help and one in which it'd be easy to add in those five things to be thankful for, and it's called the Consciousness Examine. It starts with praying for the Holy Spirit to come and lighten our minds and hearts, and then with the Holy Spirit to ask, where have I seen and served the Lord this day? 
maybe to add in at that moment, what are five things to be thankful for? Maybe five ways God has shown himself to me this way, this day, five things I have to be grateful for. To move on, to ask God, where have I failed to see you and to serve you? Where have I failed to love you? And then to ask for the grace to live a better life, a more conscious life in the moments ahead. And to end again with thanksgiving, thanking God for all that he has and all that he has given. I think if we live this consciousness examine of adding in gratitude, we will grow in generosity and humility, aware that God has given us so much and no longer looking at ourselves and thinking it's all about us, but rather it's about the riches God wants to give us, the riches that we cannot hoard, that we, we share generously. Because the amazing thing about God's riches, the more we share, the more we have. It's the way it works. These riches in this world, they rot, they decay. The more we give, the less we have, it seems. But God's riches, what truly matters, the more we give, the more we have.